Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG, and I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affects your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and make sure you download my free report, Five Things You Eat and Drink That Make Your Endometriosis Symptoms Worse. The link is in the show notes. Let's start this episode. Hey, welcome back to a new episode of the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. Um, today, I thought I would talk you through one of my clients' experience um, and uh, what she set out to achieve and what she actually achieved, um, just to give you a sense of what that process can look like and what sort of results you can look forward to. Uh, now, of course, I'm, I'm going to share some of her main complaints and main, main symptoms, and they can be very different for you. No two women seem to have the same uh, symptom profile, but that doesn't mean that um, this is the only type of uh, symptoms that I can help you with, or that is the only kind of symptoms that will achieve results. But um, I thought it might be an interesting um, way to share with you um, what, what, as a client, you can go through. Um, when you join my program. So um, client is Julie um, and she, um, she she signed up sort of after the, f- the first COVID lockdown and before the second COVID. In fact, she was finished um, just before we, ca- we in, in Sydney, in New South Wales, went back into the second lockdown in 2021. Um, so she had stage four endometriosis um, and some of the um, complaints that she had when she started was um, she had constipation and diarrhea and it fluctuated. So she would alternate between them. Um, she had very painful bowel movements. Um, she was bloated. She was f- very fatigued. She was very tired. Um, she felt down and was easily upset. And she, she actually said in her um, sort of her health questionnaire that she filled in that she wished she was a bit happier those were her words um she had regular headaches and migraines and she also had hay fever um, and she had already uh, connected that with dust and uh, also with changes in weather um she did have some other health concerns that we needed to take into consideration and both her mum and probably her grandma both had endometriosis um, so she gave me a, a bit of a high-level overview of her diet in her um, health questionnaire. And just on, on the surface, it looked like a fairly healthy diet. It was really nothing crazy in there. Um, it did contain gluten and dairy products. Um, she did not drink coffee, but she drank uh, just normal black tea. And on occasion, she would have um, some, some alcohol to drink. Um, she was a pescatarian, so she ate um, uh, lots of fruit and vegetables and um, mostly fish as her protein. Um, overall, I felt it was a bit low on protein, it, just from my initial um, uh, look. Um, she did take supplements, but not regularly. Um, she kind of took them a bit more as a... Um, 
um, you know, as you as you take um, a, a, like a painkiller, um, when she felt that she might be a bit low on iron, she would take an iron tablet. Um, if she was a bit tired, she also might take a vitamin B supplement. Um, every now and then she took a D um, and every now and then she would take zinc. But there was really no structure to it. So her main goals, um, she indicated, was uh, to reduce her bloating, um, to, uh, to, to no longer have pain when she had a bowel movement, um, and to get more energy. Um, the, the, the fatigue was really, um, really difficult. Now, interestingly enough, she had already made a connection between her bloating um, and, uh, and gluten, and she had re reduced the amount of gluten that she had. And this is a very common um, thing I see with clients that they 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 might be listening like you to my podcast. They might have been reading some of my posts or my uh, blog articles, or and and realize that okay, gluten might be one of the big problems, and they start to reduce um, the amount of food they have that contains gluten. And unfortunately, if you react to foods, um, it's a bit of an all or nothing situation. So. Um, reducing doesn't really reduce the impact it has on how you feel. So reducing the amount of gluten had not really made any difference in her bowel movement um, or in her bloating. Um, so in so we met for a one-hour consultation and we talked through her uh, health survey. And um, so we just we agreed that her first focus should be to remove all gluten and dairy. And also I recommended that she eat more uh, seeds, in particular pepita seeds, because of her mood. Um, pepita seeds are, can be really good to, to boost your mood. Um, now, she's, I, I always try to work out with the client how she wants to approach the changes. And some clients say, I'm just going to go, all in or cold turkey everything right now change completely others want to take it a little bit more step by step of course if you go all in you, you change everything to suit your need your your dietary needs then um, it's a tough one to do but you can see results a lot more quickly um, if you go slowly slowly and take little steps um, it's easier to get on get to make the changes and make them stick but the results may be a bit slower in coming through. Now, see, she wanted it a bit more slowly. So that's why we started with just the gluten and the dairy um, and just some pepita seeds. And that was it. That was all the change that she wanted to focus on for the next two weeks. Um, so after two weeks, she had a first follow-up session. And she had done really well on the no gluten and dairy and her bloating was gone um, she'd also noticed that her stool had really changed consistency so instead of fluctuating between um, constipation and diarrhea which are you know two of the extremes of of what your stool should look like they were they were nice and soft and they were were easy to pass without being diarrhea type and so it didn't hurt to pass them so that was fantastic um, her energy was a little bit better, but she not not all that much. Um, and uh, migraines were one of her uh, uh, symptoms. 
um, and she still got a terrible migraine at the beginning of, uh, of her period. Um, so after that session, we agreed that she was continuing on the, the gluten and dairy. I didn't even have to say much because she immediately sort of went, that, that has been such a, um, an <laughs> that has, has had such an impact. It's fantastic. Um, we, I did suggest that she start taking a, a zinc supplement because that helps with some of her hay fever um, and some of her, um, uh, I, she was a bit low in zinc and also a daily iron um, that would, because just every now and then an iron, it just doesn't work. It takes a while to get your iron levels up to normal. And many of my clients are low in iron, especially if they have a long uh, bleeds and heavy bleeds in their periods. Um, so the second follow-up, another again, two weeks later, um, the bloating and painful bowel movements really were gone. Um, she did not see a much of an improvement yet in her energy level, so she was still quite tired, but she had noticed that her moods had picked up. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, she felt a little less down and, and a little bit more even. Um, she still wasn't uh, at the point where, as she had said, happy all the time, which nobody uh, tends to be. But she definitely had noticed that she she just didn't have the, the blue times as much as she had before. Um, she did feel that it was a struggle to get a variety in her diet. She found it very boring. Um, she said, I have such a small range of things that I can eat. So we, that's, that session, we actually spent quite a lot of time thinking up things she could eat. And that the, the, the idea is that based on, uh, so I looked at the way she was used to eating and what she normally eats, and then within that to find uh, great alternatives um, uh, and, and find ways so that you could, she could still mostly eat what she really wanted with, with enough variation that, that, that she was used to, um, but without the foods that uh, weren't right for her. Um, she also found that she was very hungry very quickly after eating. And my initial um, uh, look at her diet, had uh, I picked up that it was a bit low in protein. Um, and so we just looked at the um, amount of protein and fat in her diet and so we tweaked that a bit so that there was just more protein in it um, and we even for some meals um, she started to add some pea protein powder just to up that a bit and one of the interesting things there is that she did struggle a bit with sleep um, which was probably contributing to her fatigue um, and when we increased the amount of protein in her diet she actually started to sleep better as well so the, in the final two follow-up sessions our focus was really on her energy levels um, and they uh, they really uh, that really improved over over the four weeks um, and she and really because she was eating more protein um, she had at some point and I, I love it when my clients do this uh, she had sneaked snuck in a little bit of gluten at some point um, and almost all my clients try just to see if, you know, if I might be wrong. Uh, and I, I love it if, it if they can have it without any reaction, but she immediately noticed uh, bloating. And so it was very much confirmed for her that gluten is probably not right uh, for her. So she stopped again so that she wasn't um, 
bloated anymore. And so at the end, she was really happy with where she was. She had more energy. Uh, she felt like she had some strategies to also help her with her mood. Um, uh, the migraines were still a bit there. Um, and so uh, that was something for her that she was going to look at some other things as well. She was going to look at doing some physiotherapy. Um, but she was really happy with the fact that she definitely wasn't bloating any, bloated anymore. And she knew what was causing it and she knew what would bring it on. Um, and then um, and, and the stool, being able to go to the toilet and not having to strain and that being painful. Um, anybody who is constipated and, and is able to get to that stage will absolutely recognize the bliss of having a good, normal stool um, passing. So that was fantastic. Um, now, after a few months, after she'd finished the program, uh, I checked in with her. I do that with all my clients just to, to know that I'm still here, but also just to get a sense of if there's anything that I can do to help them either get back on the in the saddle or um, or just reinforce that they're doing a fantastic job. Um, and she said, she replied, she came back to me and said, oh, she'd struggled a bit. Um, she'd had surgery for her endometriosis. Remember, she was stage four. Um and for, as part of that surgery, she'd been giving antibiotics and she did not feel very well. And her moods were, again, um, uh, not in a good place. And antibiotics, um, and when you microbiome, antibiotics kill bacteria, whether they're good ones or bad ones. So um, I recommended a good um, practitioner-only probiotic, especially for after having had um, antibiotics. And um, also just sort of, again, pointed her towards what the key elements of her diet were that worked so well. Um, and, um, and, and a while later, I checked in again just to make sure that she was doing well. And she's definitely back on track. Um, it was a bit of a, a blimp. And, you know, that is, that is life. Um, I wish sometimes that journeys like this could just be, you know, a straight line up. But um, there are always challenges. There are always setbacks. And even if you know really well what your um, what you, what it is you need to do to manage your endometriosis with nutrition, um, it's easy to kind of slowly move away from it. So that's why checking in regularly and sort of keeping the door open um, is is is. I think I, I really want to be able to do that just so that I can just give it a little nudge back onto the right road. Um, so that's Julie. Um, I and, and now, you may not have any of these symptoms. You may not have the exact same. Um, you might not be in the exact same situation, but it is um, it, it's just an example of one of my clients and what how they went through the program and how they reached the goals that, um, that, that she had set. Um, so if there is anything that that resonates with you, I'd love to hear it. Um, and um, just think about it. What What is your diet like? What might be in your diet that is making your symptoms worse? Um, we can tweak your diet. You will not have to completely change everything. Um, and you can you can feel a whole lot better. Okay, that's it for this episode. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.
Now, if listening to this podcast, you are wondering if nutrition could be an avenue for you to pursue to try and control your symptoms and reduce your symptoms um, or the severity of your symptoms, then why not book a an endometriosis SOS call with me? It's a obligation-free, totally free 30-minute uh, video call where we can talk about what you're experiencing and I will be able to give you some options to go forward. The link is in the show notes.